1: Junkies and Junkies, or is it Junkies and Flunkies? Which one is it? Welcome to the NWA Saturday special. I'm your co-host, George Robolino, the doctor. I, I, I never say my full name. Wow, I'm really losing it tonight. Oh, I don't even know what, what I'm saying half the time because you know what? I'm getting blo- I'm getting distracted by all this great stuff going on in the NWA. Can't do it all alone. We got some great stuff to talk about. I think things are starting to to pick up a little bit as we uh, head towards NWA 74. But I want to bring in my uh, co-host. He is none other than the Podfather himself, Scott Criscolo. How you doing? I'm well. You're right me. over there.
0: I thought yeah, you're gonna was, say flunkies and flunkies, junkies and junkies. I thought you're gonna say like we're gonna talk GCW or or I, uh,
1: I, I, Stampede.
0: You know
1: what, <laughs> and I didn't even drink anything. That's even the funny part. Are we got to talk some Stampede wrestling. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're uh, hello talk, doctor. we gonna talk about global wrestling down in the. Oh God, down. global! Oh fucking global! Oh. One, two, three kid with Bruce Pritchard's great uh, announcing down there. Oh God. Was that Joe Pe-
0: wasn't that Joe Petticino uh fucking global?
1: Wasn't that, wasn't that
0: him? And it Bonnie is. uh what's his wife's name? Bonnie Black You know, Bonnie Blackstone was kinda hot, and Joe Petticino looked like a dumpy pile of goo. he must have been rich or he had a fucking thirteen inch or something Because I don't know where the hell she hooked up with that fucking dope. <laughs> he was kinda hot, you know. Anyway, uh hello doctor. Hello everyone, welcome to the special. Uh, I know it said on the Twitter that uh that the show is gonna be delayed a day, but guess what? It wasn't, <laughs> so
1: there well, you go. we worked it out. We worked it out. We worked yeah. it out. So the round
0: we are, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Doctor is correct. It was a very uh, exceptional episode of uh, Power uh, this past week. Uh, it was a lot. A little strange. Though. I felt like the wacky weed was flying around the uh, studio because a couple of the probos were uh, a little strange. But uh, yeah. we did have a number one contenders match for a, t- a championship. And then uh WPC himself, the smashing pumpkin, Mr. William Patrick Corgan made a huge announcement involving the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And who He seemed like he's on something.
1: What's that? I said even he seems like he, he seemed like he was on something. He's o- he always seems like he's on something.
0: He always does seems like he's a little on the wacky weed. But he did make a big announcement about Trevor Murdoch, uh, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, and NWA 74 coming up, of course, the last week of August. So, last weekend of August. Uh, so, why don't we jump in and uh, do a quick recap of last Saturday's episode of, uh, of NWA USA, which looks like was the last show to be shot in Knoxville at the convention center. They did... Uh, they did uh, uh, of course, the pay-per-view, and then they did that uh, that throwaway knocks-out show, and then I think they did one episode of Power, but they did do some NWA USAs. The opening match was, uh, by the way, I want to thank always my good friend Josh Lopez for helping me with the notes. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Lopez JoshLopezMedia um, with my notes for both NWA USA and Power. Uh, Black G's uh, lost to Gags the Gimp. Yep. His his, yeah. uh, his finisher is called the Gags Reflex. <laughs> <That's> pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. I love the I love Gags again. That's the uh, that's uh, Matt Rotella's favorite NWA wrestler. Um, speaking of the NWA World's Heavyweight title, if you want one. So there's only one place you can get it, Dr. G. And where is that?
1: You know, that thing called the World Wide Web,
0: <gasps> the World Wide Web.
1: So you type in www.fandubelts.com yep. dot. Dot. <gasps> yep. Backslash. mm mm-hmm. backslash, backslash.
0: NWA. NWA. There you go. fandubelts.com Backslash NWA. Second match, Magic Jake Dumas. He's that weird magician guy with the cigarette. Uh Defeated uh, AJ Kazana by pinfall, and in the main event, in a rematch from Always Ready, the Hex cashed in their rematch, and they took on Pretty Empowered Ella Envy and Kenzie Page took on uh, Allison K and Marty Bell in a rematch for the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship. Not a bad match, but as we had it, Always Ready some shenanigans. Uh, Allison K hits the Hitodanashi driver for a two count. Bell and Page are trading back and forth shots. Bell dumps Page out of the ring. Envy grabs one of the title belts and smacks, uh, uh, Allison Kay in the back while the ref wasn't looking and picked up the win. So the, uh, pretty empowered, still your world women's tag team champions. Uh, Kenzie Page looked a little upset. Ella Envy's like, Hey, we won. Let's get out of here. So, and there's your episode last week of NWA USA. Uh, I think it was Sean Sean Kidd, uh, Dr. G, that told us, that was saying in one of our chats that uh, that this uh, this team of Ella Envy and Kenzie Page, uh, pretty empowered, kind of reminds him of that 95-96 run that Sting and Luger had in WCW when they were tag team champions, where Sting was like the baby face and Luger would kind of cheat, but not tell anybody kind of thing. So I kinda like the dynamic of like the baby <laughs> face who wants to win legit. What's that?
1: It's a good comparison.
0: Yeah. You know? So a uh so pretty good there. Pretty good there. So not a bad show. So that was uh last Saturday's uh episode of NWA USA and of course a brand new episode of NWA USA will drop uh if you're listening to this Saturday morning, we'll drop probably in a couple of hours on uh on YouTube at noon. So depending when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it right at nine, it'll be about three hours from now. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to uh, the newest episode of N.W.A. Power. Uh, they're back in Nashville. And you and I were saying something, Dr. G. Uh, I'm wondering, and, and, and I agree with you on this. I'm wondering if Billy uh, is kind of enjoying typing at Skyway Studios, which, by the way, is also where uh, Impact does their show. Um, I am wonder if they're kind of enjoying that show and not and if not been crazy about going back to uh going back to uh Atlanta. Yeah, GTA. I don't know.
1: I mean, it could be, you know, a financial thing, it could be the studios being used for something else. I, you know, I'm not really sure, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem, they haven't been back there in quite a while, so um seems like they're uh, good, like in good old Nashville. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I tell you, the thing is um I do, I do dig the studio wrestling. Um, it yeah. seems the crowds were a little bigger before the pandemic. Um, in the studio, but uh, maybe yeah. I, I could be mistaken now. But I, I don't know. I, I just, um, I don't, I don't like when they stay in the place where they did the pay per view for too too many shows. I don't know. I yeah. just it loses its luster after a while.
0: I don't disagree with you, and uh, I think they do too many shows in a day. That's the problem. That was definitely the problem last summer or last fall uh, after NWA seventy three when they. I feel like they they did like two months, like eight weeks worth of powers at uh, NWA USA hadn't launched yet. Yeah. Uh, eight but weeks of powers. Definitely
1: a financial thing. You know, it's obviously they don't have the funds that are, uh, the big companies do. So. Uh, they have to do it this way. And eh, listen, you know, it, it's. You hope that you get more good shows than bad shows. Uh, I know we were a little disappointed, but things seem to be picking up a little bit. But. You know, it's hard when you do are recording that hard, far ahead. And if somebody gets hurt, um, you know, when they're wrestling on the indie circuit or. Um, you know, uh Look at how they had what they had to do with Cardona. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering, you know, it just makes you wonder what direction they would have gone had he not gotten hurt. Uh, yeah, I agree with you completely. You know, because I, I do, I don't want to say that, that Trevor is totally a placeholder champion, which obviously I don't think he was going, you know, obviously he was uh, not going to win it, um, at the last pay per view, but, um, I don't know. I, I just, I it makes me wonder, like, what direction now that threw everything up in the air. Like, where they're planning on going, and uh, is Trevor going to be the champion until um, Cardone gets back, or if they're going to go a different route? Is it going to be Pope? You well, know. let's let's talk about that before we let's
0: let's talk about that because. Uh, some things happened on this past Tuesday's uh, power that, um, I think could be leading towards what we're gonna see in in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. So let's go there. Uh, Tuesday night, it was the usual Trinity of Joe Galley, Velvet Sky, and Tim Storm. Uh, the first match was a number one contenders match for the World Television Championship. Um, your your uh, participants, Judas, we haven't really seen much lately. Uh, Odinson, one and a half of, of course, the end with Paro and, uh, AJ Kazana winner. of This match will obviously uh, get a shot at Tyrus and the TV title sometime down the line. Uh, I know you hate triple threats, but this is actually a pretty fun match. Uh, a little slow, but Odinson counters a choke slam from Judas with the pounce. Odinson uppercuts Kazana and then, uh, Odinson connects with what they call the F10, it's not the F five; it's the F ten. Uh, same move, and picks up the win. So Odinson, one half of the end with Paro, gets the win. So it'll be uh, it'll be uh, uh, Tyrus and Odinson for the uh, TV title sometime uh, down the line. Doctor i uh, I'm bummed. I don't like the fact that they seem to have shied away from Mims after his very uh hard luck loss at uh at always ready but uh i mean i had no problem with it he's a different guy somebody different to uh to watch um yeah
1: i'm okay with the win yeah i think um what do you uh, what do you think they're going to go with the whole uh the whole Tyrus thing i mean do you think they're going to make him how many is it now 6 Uh, he's at six. So you think they're going to have him? What does it have to be? Seven, right? Successful.
0: Uh, yes. Seven, seven, six, the lucky seven.
1: To get a shot at the uh, NWA world's heavyweight championship. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go with that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I am
1: very interested. In um, so I mean, I, I, Odinson. That's it's a it's a different um different opponent. I have a feeling that's going to be probably the seventh opponent for Tyrus. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling Tyrus will win that, and then we'll see if he actually gets into the world title picture for a little bit.
0: I hope. I know a lot of people aren't in favor of that. No, because um... it's
1: exactly uh, what uh, a match you're going to want to see.
0: Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. But anyway, Uh,
1: you know, Uh, but, you know, you never know, Uh, you know, or do they have them lose it right before winning that seventh? You know, you know, there's a a lot of ways you could go with it. I mean, Tyrus has been been the champion for over a year now, hasn't it been? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he he beat the Pope. I think it was on an episode of Power uh, probably right before um, was it last year's? Was it before when our shadows fall, or sometime in between.
1: I know, it, I, you know, the, I, just like in regular life, I my like the concept of the last couple of years is just like I have no um, timeline. Like I, it just everything's just one big year, <laughs> one big blur. Uh, yeah, I
0: um. Uh looks like he won it he won it on June 7th. Uh so he uh let's see. He won it. Um here it is. He won it on an episode of Power. Well, th- it happened on June 7th. It aired on tape delay August 6th. So he's held the belt for over a year. He's had the belt uh, almost as long as uh, Camille, yeah, so although technically he 's actually held it longer than Camille, so I guess it depends on how you look at it. It aired on the August sixth episode of Power last year um So anyway, uh so we 'll see what happens, but uh let 's see the current design. Let's see. Uh, so on the January twenty eighth, twenty twenty episode of Power, the Lucky Seven Rule was announced. A champion who successfully defends the championship seven consecutive times will receive a world title shot. On March twenty first, twenty twenty one, at Back to the Attack, the NWA extended the time limit for world TV title matches on pay per views to ten minutes. So it's six oh five on TV and ten minutes on pay per view. Interesting. Yep. All right. then, we get a couple of very uh, entertaining yet very unusual promos. Kyle Davis is talking with our junior heavyweight champion, Homicide, plugging his upcoming title defense against VSK today on NWA USA. And he gives a shout out to the Morton family and says that he's willing to give Kerry a title shot at NWA 74. Uh, two things. Number one, that pretty much proves uh, Luke Cox's point that Homicide is disrespecting his family. Uh, and B, uh, Homicide must have li- literally jumped into the crunk. Uh, somewhere backstage Cause he was kind of a I don't know if he's brain damaged Or if he's just Fucking high as a kite But that promo was a mess I don't know I, Wait, I
1: have
0: I have no idea What the fuck he was talking about I really didn't
1: I, I don't think anybody did
0: <laughs> I mean, he was a He was a fucking shit show I gotta say Uh, and I love Homicide But I have no idea What the hell he was talking about But anyway It was entertaining nonetheless We get an even more Screwed up promo Uh, Mae Valentine And Aaron Stevens Who looked like he had Drink a little bit of uh, drink, a little juice there uh, are an item now, I suppose. A uh, Recent trip to Brazil got canceled. Stevens informs us that even though he just retired, he'll be sticking around the N.W.A. every week to protect Valentine and promises to bring her to Brazil soon. And they're talking about desserts and beaches and something <laughs> with her mom. And I, I have no fucking idea what's yeah. going. I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: It you know it, the funny thing is is usually he's kind of entertaining. It wasn't even really that entertaining, and I mean I have to say he's gotten himself in great shape. Um, but I it, it this is kind of like a storyline. I don't really know where they're going with it.
0: I don't know. It was very weird. I I the wacky weed was definitely flying around Skyway. They should have called it Highway um, yeah. in that building because woo flying. Um. <laughs> Mae Valentine then interviewed the Cardona family. Chelsea Green says that the Cardonas are responsible for putting NWA back on the map. And she wants to remind Billy Corgan about the promise he made to her husband, Matt Cardona. So that seems to be some type of a little hook that we may have to keep an eye on uh, Dr. G over the coming weeks as we head towards NWA 74. Again, Cardona still rehabbing his torn uh, bicep muscle. Um, I don't know if he was promised the next title shot or I don't know, but that's that's continuously being reminded to uh, Billy Corgan that he is about something, some type of promise. So, don't forget. fandubelts.com. dot com. W W W H T T P colon colon backspace backspace or whatever the hell it is. W W dot com backslash NWA and make sure to get your replica NWA title belt. Second match. Uh. Oh, speaking of our NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Trevor Murdoch, he is in action. He was taking on Thrill Billy Silas. <laughs> you, okay. love you love these names, don't you?
1: Thrill
0: Billy Silas. With Pollo Del Mar, whoever that is. She was she was a, a handful. Uh, a decent little Haas match, nothing crazy. Pope uh, Murdoch wins with his uh, flying bulldog. After the match, uh uh the Pope comes out, All right, This is what we we're talking about, Doctor, to the podium, give Murdoch some words of encouragement. You know, says, Glad you're champion, you're still the man, yada yada. Pope extends his hand. And Trevor Murdoch big times him. Woo! So maybe he's not as baby facey as we think. Uh, what's going
1: on here, Doctor G? Well, he was kind of getting heelish before this whole thing happened. Right. Ricardo hurt. So we were starting to see him more aggressive and then it they kind of went away from it after he won the title for a little bit. And now they're bringing it back. I like the edgier. If we're going to if we're going to have to have him as our champion as have an edgy champion.
0: Mhm. I agree.
1: Um because I think if you're going to have him Maybe lose the belt if if it's going to be before Cardo and comes back. You want him to do it to a baby baby face, right? So I mean, um, I'm kind of psyched about seeing Pope get into the world title picture, though.
0: Well, it's funny you bring that up because all night right. Joe Galley, was promoting a big announcement by the Smashing Pumpkin himself, uh, William Patrick Corgan. So, Billy comes out, also getting all crazy and weird, because he's always like that, though. And he announces the NWA Race to the Chase Tournament. It's going to be three matches. I don't know why it's three and not four, but the winner of this tournament will face Trevor Murdoch. On August 20-something, probably the 28th, probably Sunday night. August 28th in St. Louis at NWA 74 for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Here are your matches. Speaking of the Pope, he'll take on Brian Myers. Of course, that's Cardona's boy. Strictly business partners facing each other. Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis. Interesting. And the big one. Nick Aldis, the national treasure, will take on Tim Storm. Now, if you remember way back to when Power first debuted back in 2019, pre-COVID, when uh, Aldis was the champion and the awesome heel that he that he is, as you remember, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he beat Storm in, I guess, what was like the the rubber match of their best of three. And when he lost that match, he could never go for the world's title again. So at that point, he would wrestle a couple matches here and there. And then he uh, pretty much went to announcing. But Trevor Murdoch went to the Smashing Pumpkin, Billy Corrigan, and asked to have that lifted. Billy complied. So we will get probably, I would say, Dr. G, one of the coolest rivalries in the NWA the last three years. Nick Aldis and Tim Storm, which I think will be a banger. Then you have the Pope and Brian Myers, and you have the two strictly business guys, Tom
1: Latimer. Both you way of the stuff. current NWA. Hmm. You know that was kind of like the feud to kind of really kick it off to get it, you know, into in Billy's timeline of of owning the uh, the company. Yes. So. um yeah, I'm kind of interested in it, and I think uh, it should be interesting to see who actually wins the tournament. Because, you know, you got you got Strictly Business in there. You got Nick Aldis in there. Yeah,
0: and the winner. So they're already looking ahead. The winner will get the title shot uh, at NWA 74 uh, in about, uh, I guess, what, eight weeks? So, let's see. Should be very interesting. Uh, So, big announcement there. Race to the chase. I do not see Tim Storm winning that match. I think this is just kind of to pop something. But anyway, uh, we have a promo between Kylan King and Allison Kay. Allison Kay, of course, the former NWA World Women's Champion. I I don't know if the hex is breaking up or, or whatever. But next week on Power... Kylan King and Allison Kay will have a number one contenders match to face, uh, Camille down the line for the women's title. I don't know if it's going to be at NWA 74 or whatever, but I've always been an Allison K fan. I didn't know anything about Kylan King, but boy, did she put on a performance at always ready. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for that doctor. Uh, we've always said that the uh, women's division is pretty strong and, uh, again you're getting two veterans now battling Camille every week looks better and better it's it's a, it's a highlight of this promotion to be honest
1: yes i agree and i never, never thought i would be saying that but it is
0: and uh, well she's an awesome champion so
1: she is she uh, you know and she definitely we're seeing the improvement in front of our eyes which is really nice
0: yes not just her promos are getting more solid and, of course, she's – she's her wrestling skills have just gone through the roof. I swear to God, I will be so fucking pissed when that PWI women's – whatever, the, the – I think it's the 200 for women, and she's not in the top 10. Last year, she was, like, I don't know, 27 or 28 or something. She might even have been in the 30s. Um,
1: she, she better be in the top 10 this the, year. Is she wrestling on the indies anywhere? I don't really see – She pops because, around from time to time. She pops that might, around, I think be why she's not getting ranked higher because she's you know maybe not well, in the, the public eye as much as some of the other
0: well she's kicking ass and taking names since she won the title from Thunder Rosa and of course now Thunder Rosa is the AEW women's champion so she's finally making that uh, that uh, division better than it has been our third match and the uh, main event uh, Jay Bradley, one half of the Fixers, taking on, as Homicide mentioned, the aforementioned Kerry Morton, out with his old man, Ricky, and of course, uh, Jay Bradley's partner, Wrecking Ball Ligursky, uh in the corner. Uh, I enjoyed this match, actually. Uh, Jay Bradley, you know, veteran indie guy, and, you know, obviously played the heel, because he is, and, uh, you know, kind of punished Kerry Morton throughout the match, which, you know, Kerry Morton's smaller than him. It was... What they call it a mixer weight match, or they called it they gave it some weird name because Kerry Morton's obviously a junior heavyweight and you know Jay Bradley's a heavyweight.
1: And he Um, gets buck kicked like his dad did. You know, yeah,
0: he did. Face in peril. Um uh Bradley with a flying elbow drop, then continues to taunt Ricky. Bradley drags Morton out to the ring apron, he punches Morton in the back, then Bradley with another palm thrust. He blocks a boot for Morton. Bradley power bombs Morton. Bradley gets distracted by Ricky. Morton with a jumping knee strike and then rolls Bradley over to pick up the upset win. So uh, I know we talk about uh, uh, Colby Carino, uh, Dr. G, but I don't know what's going on there. But Kerry Morton is definitely, I think, using some of the rub from his dad. He's the one that seems to be the the, the shining star right now moving up the ranks in the junior uh, division.
1: I agree. He isn't bad in the ring. I mean, uh, he's not a... You know, can't compare it to his father yet, but, um, you know, kind of reminds me of his dad when his dad was younger, but, um, maybe not as doesn't really tell the story as well in the ring as his father, but that'll come in time, I believe. Um,
0: uh, yes, I agree. And I think, um, I think that uh, Kerry Morton has the personality for it. I think he has the drive that his dad does, but obviously he needs a little more of the polish. But um, So that's your show. That was the main event. So there's your episode this past week of uh, Power. I've noticed, Doctor, they started to tighten the shows up. Uh, we haven't had a long Power episode in a while. They seem to all be ranging between 41 and 46 minutes. Uh, You know, for for a while, they would go between 50 and sometimes an hour. But uh, pretty much, I would say, the few weeks leading up to Always Ready and definitely every power since Always Ready, um, they've been about 46 minutes, which is fine. Uh, Good episode, again, mildly entertaining, considering all the probably weed flying around, because I still don't know what the fuck Homicide was saying. Um, And Aaron and I, I don't know. Anyway,
1: yeah, I mean the show wasn't bad. I mean, I, I mean, I, definitely a little bit. Uh, they're trying to define what's going on. I mean, you do feel, especially when you're recording these things after pay-per-views, that maybe, like you said, there's just so many shows that sometimes you get the guy, the the talent gets a little tired, um, and. Uh, it, I think the whole world title picture, I mean, I know they've had some weeks where they really had to get that show ready. Well, when Cardona got hurt, I think kind of threw some of the stuff, uh, in, in into peril because now you have to do something different with the world's heavyweight championship. They probably had some kind of storyline in and, in, in place, but now mm-hmm. they had, it. I mean, and that happens in all wrestling companies. So it's not like anything new, but you know, for a small company like this, it could it could definitely uh throw you off a little bit.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree.
1: But but
0: it was still pretty entertaining and I you know, I like seeing promos that go off the rails. And, you know, it adds to a show. So there we go. So there is uh there is uh your episode of Power. Um I wanted to ask you, Doctor. Yes. Uh, of course, it's Friday uh, that we're recording, of course, but yesterday if you're listening to this as it first drops, we got more uh um, disturbing news about vince mcmahon and his weird predilections um he apparently over the last 16 years has dealt out 12 million dollars in hush money to various uh uh female employees this is talent now we're not even talking about you know lit- clerical or whatever um and at least two of them were demoted and eventually released when their advances were no longer, the advances were no longer warranted. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it, listen, you uh, can't definitely um stick up for him for, you know, his infidelities and all that stuff. Um, How this stuff is getting out here, I don't know when it's supposed to be hush money. My thing is, is that you know, some of them, a couple of them are saying they were kind of, uh, forced and coerced and intimidated. Well, you did take the money. So, I mean, again, I'm not pleased. I understand that what he did Mm -hmm. is disgusting and all that, but you also got to look at it from, uh, the corporate side. If he is paying his own money and people, and these people sign these agreements, um, I mean, I really no. I mean, yeah, it doesn't look great for the company in terms of image. So yes, you could probably do something for them if it hurts the stock and it hurts the company in that way. But in regards to, you know,
0: um, I'm surprised we haven't heard like Fox you know, <laughs> or USA or, you know, uh, Peacock. Like, I- I'm surprised we haven't heard anything from these executives saying uh, he needs to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am, I am kind of surprised by that, but I do think they feel like he's the mastermind behind everything. Right? They don't want to see it fail. It's, it's a, it's a tough situation. I mean, listen, what he's done is, is just there's no words for it. It's, you know, it's again, it's, it is abusing your power a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know people taking the money did anything wrong, I, I, please. But I mean, if, I mean, I don't, I don't know the whole situation. So I, I it's so hard to comment. I mean, you know, some of the situations supposedly it was a consensual thing. And then, you know, then obviously he paid them off because he wasn't going to have, have long-term relationships with these people. Um, I, I really don't know. I mean, it's just, it doesn't look great for the company and, hmm. Um, whether that legally they could do something, I I don't know. There's probably a lot of things that I'm not totally aware of, but, um, how, how all this information is getting out there, supposedly, you know, the people behind it are supposed to be keeping quiet. You know, I don't know how that works when you make an agreement like that.
0: Maybe they didn't make an agreement. Maybe they, maybe they didn't sign anything. Maybe they just were handed cash and they shut their mouth. I don't know.
1: I've heard, I've heard rumors. His lawyer was involved in it. I am pretty sure. That there was agreements, but whatever. I mean, it again, two wrongs so don't make like, it doesn't make right. I'm just saying that, that they think that you got to look at it from an aspect of did he legally do something wrong in the company where they could kick him out, or you know they could know. make
0: maybe that, McDiv-
1: that's what they got to figure out because if he paid his own money, their, their agreements were signed. Um, now the thing you could say, well, he shouldn't have been doing it with company employees, you know, like, so this, I'm sure there's looking at all avenues. It's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out.
0: I think Jerry McDevitt wanted a bonus handy in the back of the Cadillac. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean uh, it's, uh, I mean, uh
0: and then there's, got, rumors, there's, right there's well, rumors but, that there's, there's rumors that, uh, that there's innuendo that the women involved might be Christy Hemi and Jackie Gata. Uh, so who knows? Yeah. And then somebody posted some weird uh, uh, there, some weird um, tweet that said Vince was also involved with a male wrestler from 1995 to 1997.
1: Of course, everybody thinks it's Sean.
0: Could you imagine? Banging the click.
1: It's, it's
0: fucking stupid. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, there's
1: going to be a lot of that stuff going out there. I guess see how that that it all plays out, but morally and what he did, yeah, ethically, all that kind of stuff, it was totally wrong. Um, but you know, uh, I guess the thing is that they got to prove, you know, in order to have him step down totally from the company, they have to, uh, especially because it's a publicly owned company, they have to prove that he actually did something, you know, against. Uh, I mean I guess he kind of did I, you know, I don't know I, it does a lot of leaks. I
0: think a lot of it's eventually going to come down to Advertisers you know We'll talk more about this on the main event in a yeah. couple of weeks Obviously yeah, we I'm to interested
1: talk about it this week. to see Has it affected anything It doesn't sound like a, I don't know what the stock's been doing Right um, I don't know I know sometimes you guys have some of the financial Guys on to talk about things Yeah but... we
0: have not had Mr. Thurston on uh, the, uh, yeah, For a while but, but check his Twitter He always posts that stuff check Brandon Thurston On Twitter and uh, he always posts updates on that kind of stuff. Uh, Vince was not on SmackDown tonight. Thank God. Somebody thought better of it and told him to shut the fuck up. So uh, anyway, uh, that'll do it for this week's show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C pod You can follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. GPTB, but most importantly, uh, follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN wrestling. We do polls. We put up the pods. We just do questions. We have a lot of fun. Um, we had a busy week on the PTB Wrestling Network. We had a new episode of Pedestal, PTBN's Pedestal on, uh, on Tuesday. We had a new episode of uh, uh, a brand new show actually debuted this week, Doctor, starring the Kettle Man himself, Callum McDougal. It is called Starflation. So we know that, uh, that uh, bad hair, bad skin there, Dave Meltzer, uh, totally butt-fucked his five-star rating system. And now he does 6 star, seven stars, seven-stars because, you know, it was at the Tokyo Dome. Um, so Callum has decided to go back in time to all of the five-star matches Dave Meltzer gave and decide if now it deserves the higher rating of six or seven stars. Pretty good concept. So uh, this first episode, it was him, Be- Ben Locke, and uh, Logan Croslin. And they watched one of your favorite matches of all time, Doctor. And mine, I guess. Uh, Steve Austin and Bret Hart, of course, the I Quit match from WrestleMania 13. Is that a seven star match in the new rating system? So check it out. New episode, new new show, Starflation here on the PTB Wrestling Network. It'll drop the first Wednesday of every month. We also, of course, had a brand new episode of Place Be Nation's main event. Myself, uh, Nate Milton, Pete Schiermacher, the Sheriff. We talked about uh, the Forbidden Door show. We talked about Money in the Bank. You know, Theory winning it And me defending it uh, We talked about uh, uh, Looking ahead to New Japan's G132 Climax Which actually looks like a pretty badass tournament And a bunch of other fun things So check it out Newest episode of Place to Be Nation's main event uh, This coming week uh, We will have a new episode of Highway to the Impact Zone a New episode of Extreme Resurrection With uh, Mr. Grunberg and Mr. Riddle And a new episode of you guys NWA Rock and Roll will be back this coming Friday check that out as well and that'll do it so have a great weekend stay cool i'm scott need a doctor you're not ciao